They're eight for 27 tonight. 9.27 to go here. Barnes crossover right at Giannis. Oh, man. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to Raptors Flex Plus. I am your host, Kyle, and the Raptors are back on the right side of the ledger, getting that W against the Bucks. It was deer hunting season, eh? That's like a real talk thing. I looked it up, man. It's deer hunting season in um, Ontario. And the Bucks just chose the wrong time to come down to the six. Real talk. But yo, man, I've been feeling like, I've been feeling like I've just been like, negative nathaniel recently man watching these raptors games because i'm just pointing out like all the flaws and stuff that i see during these games and you know it's nice to like be able to you know talk positive today man like ah man like for real dog like man that was just a full team effort from the jump yesterday like the raptors just came out hunting for deer and the bucks just could not recover yesterday they just could not recover the way that we're coming at these guys from early yo and true say this was uh, you know x as raptors assistant head coach adrian griffin's first game back in toronto you know, they put out a little video tribute for him and everything. I don't, I think that was like during the commercial. I remember them saying that, yeah, they had a little tribute for Adrian Griffin, but that was about it for them. Like there was nothing else to be happy about if you're a Bucks fan. But if you're a Raptors fan, man, we are feeling much better today. I don't want to say we feel great or we feel on top of the world. Like, you know, I've been saying for like the first four games, even though I'm pointing out the flaws, it's only four games in. So let's not overreact. But, like, I'm going to do my thing today. And at the same time, I know it's only five games in. But it was just nice seeing that the Raptors have some fight in them. You know? They're not just going to get slapped around all season long by teams that we should be beating. And this game, on paper... This was a game that a lot of us said, including myself, because, you know, I am what I am, you know, and that's a human being. And, you know, this is not a game that the Raptors are supposed to win, much less win by 29 points, fam. Or was it 19? I don't even know. 130, 111, so 19. But we got up by as much as 27 in this game. And the Bucs were able to bring it down to like 13 at some points. But that the Raptors just never got shook. You know? We never got shook. We just stepped up our D. Went into our bread and butter. Our D to transition, fast break, bucket, and get back on defense. Man. Yo. Great effort last night by the Raptors and you know coming off of that Portland game where we shot 13.8 percent from three which is ridiculous 
We were able to improve that mark by what? 26 points, percentage points, up to 39 and a half last night from three-point range. And we came out firing from three-point range as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, to start the game, um, you know, you had Pascal Siakam that was hitting threes. You had Scotty Barnes that hit a few threes. You had OG Ananobi that hit a three. I think Grady Dick got a three. So basically, we had five threes in that first quarter, which outdid the full entirety of the Portland game in the first quarter against the Bucs, bro. And, you know, it wasn't a perfect first quarter. It wasn't perfect by any stretch. I think we had like eight turnovers in the first quarter alone. You know what I'm saying? And they were saying on the broadcast, like, even though we turned over the ball eight times, it only led to four bucks points. So, again, I've been saying this in some of my earlier videos. If you're going to turn over the ball, you got to get back on D. Now, you know, it, I don't want to get at the Raptors for anything that just has been a little bit flawed defensively because overall, the defense, the defense has been the bright point for this team. Far and beyond, we can, you know, we can say, or you can argue that the fast break offense has been just as, you know, important as our defense. But, you know, the defense, the defense has been far and away the brightest spot for this Raptors team so far to start the season. And even though we gave up 111 points last night, that trend continued. Like, we were shutting down the Bucks. We were shutting them down. Giannis and Dame combined for 31 points. Combined, B. Combined. Both of these guys last year were 30-plus point, point per game scorers for the entire season. So you held both of them to 31 combined. Beautiful, man. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And, you know, you're starting to see what this team can be capable of. And you're starting to see some characteristics out of Scotty Barnes. Man, Scotty Barnes, man. All right, y'all. I think I'm going OD with the crowd applause. But, damn, man, we haven't won in over a week. Like, we needed that one yesterday. We needed that one yesterday. But Scotty Barnes, his game has just evolved to a point where it's really looking like this guy is like a leader on this team. Even going the timeout on one of the breaks, we're beating the Bucs, obviously. But the Bucs had to call a timeout for whatever reason. This was early in the game. And they're going to commercial break. I see Scotty Barnes gathering the man them to talk about whatever it is that they want to talk about. But remember, the Bucks were the ones that called timeout. So we're doing something to them that Coach Adrian Griffin didn't like, and he's calling timeout to regroup his team. But Scotty Barnes is like, yeah, but we're going to use this opportunity as well to talk as a group because he's a leader on the team. 
for a young guy like this to, you know, gather the man them together and talk about whatever it was they were talking about. And he looked animated. So it was an important discussion, whatever they were discussing. But I just love it, man. I just love it. And that's like an intangible. You know what I'm saying? It's so easy to sit here and talk about, you know, Scotty Barnes' improved three-point shooting, which by, oh, man. I will say this, okay? Now, I know that we've had some up-and-down three-point shooting games. But I have never seen Scotty Barnes shoot with this type of accuracy and be confident in those shots, three-point shots, the way that he has been for the beginning of this season. Like, this man's taking pull-up threes, taking and making. This guy's taking, you know, the driving kick three, taking and making. This guy's taking threes off the dribble, taking and making. In transition, taking and making. Scotty Barnes is cooking to start the year, bro. Scotty Barnes is cooking to start the year. And I started off, you know, saying about Scotty Barnes that, you know, I'm not willing to just, you know, rely or, you know, this like, like I was saying, Grady Dick and Gary Trent Jr. are the shooters on this team. I left out OG Anoy, by the way, which has been a really good shooter last year. And, and this year has been kind of up and down. But anyways, and I said that I wasn't ready to just live with Scotty Barnes taking threes this year. But, like, the way that he's taking these threes, I'll take it, man. I'll take it. He made two of them in the first quarter. You know what I'm saying? And um, in that first quarter... We also saw 10 assists on 12 makes. So the Raptors are back to getting the assists on the buckets. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that, you know, we've been doing all year when we were able to put the ball in the bucket. But, you know, you like to see the percentage being a high percentage of assists on the makes. And let's not forget about, you know, big cojona Grady. Grady Dick. Pause. This man stood in. Took a charge on Giannis in the first quarter. In the first quarter. And Giannis is the type of guy that when he's going downhill, a lot of guys just want to get the hell out the way. Because, you know, that one might hurt the next day. Giannis is one of the strongest guys in the NBA. Toughest guys in the NBA. He's a freak. They call him the Greek freak. They call him that for a reason, bro. But Grady Dick got the got position, stood in, took the charge. The Bucks tried to go and use their challenge in the first quarter. Like the, the first quarter, I mean, good for y'all because you know y'all lost that challenge. <laughs> like you lost a challenge, and you know with the new rules, it's like okay, if you are successful on your first challenge, then you get one more for the rest of the game. But if you lose your first challenge, then it's it's donezo, right? Not that it really mattered for them anyways, because we just slapped them up in this game. Unexpectedly, but we slapped them up. All right? So, you know, what were we in that quarter, man? I think we were plus 13. Goddamn, I hate that number. It's just not working out for us this year. But in this instance, you know, we carried on. That number didn't really matter. The Raptors, 
carried a 13-point lead going into the second quarter. Okay? Now, I've been on Jalen McDaniels, man. I've been on Jalen McDaniels for the beginning of this season. Now, he's not the only one that, you know, hasn't played up to what we thought that you should be playing up to. But, obviously, Coach Darko Ryakovich thought something similar to what I've been saying and what a lot of us have been saying. Jalen McDaniels is giving us, like, nothing on the offensive end, fam. Nothing. You understand? So, here comes Otto Porter Jr. Like, in the offseason, I forgot he was even on the team until training training camp started and we started looking at our depth charts like oh yeah we got um we got Otto Porter Jr. because he's been hurt he's been hurt for the longest you know what I'm saying didn't even play in the preseason he's been hurt but yo this guy took Jalen McDaniels minutes and when you get your opportunity which Jalen McDaniels will get another opportunity at some point but you know what the veteran Otto Porter Jr. showed that when you get your opportunity, do what you do and make the most of it. Because his shooting stroke looks pure from three. Pure. Drilled it, bro. Drilled it. You know when the net just goes straight up? Because the ball just dropped right in, so it just, whoop. Like, that's exactly what Otto Porter's three-point shots be doing, bro. Dead eye. Dead eye. Dead eye deer hunting, fam. Wickedness. And then, yo, like, the Raptors just continued on the second quarter, just attacking the paint. You know what I mean? We were eating in the paint again tonight. Like, you know, when you look at the last few games, like, the Raptors are eating in the paint. It's just our field goal percentage has been bad. But tonight, we're getting things mid-range. We're getting things three-point range, thank God. But we're also getting things in the paint, and we're eating down there in the paint. and. You know, when you're attacking the paint, it opens up many, many, many opportunities, okay? You get opportunities for fouls. You get opportunities for the defense to collapse. You find an open man on the kick. You let the ball swing. Like, all these different things. You're putting pressure on the defense, right? So that's why it's so important to touch the paint. And this is, like, something that I really love from Dennis this year as well. Even in the losses, Dennis driving to the paint, like... He doesn't neglect that, you know, responsibility to get into the paint, right? And he's been finding shooters. He's been finding Yakib on the pick and roll. That pass behind the back, B, like, yo, yo, he went like this to go do the layup. So, first of all, you beat your man from the top of the key, right? Three-point line, top of the key. You beat your man, da-da-da-da, right? You get to the you're, – you're, you're getting to – the bucket he probably could have laid it in but there were two defenders that were collapsing on him and the man went like this perfect dish to Yaku Perto for the bucket like that was like one of the wickedest plays of the game B one of the wickedest plays of the game loved it loved it loved it loved it loved it loved it you know what I mean and um you know I don't want to go too far away defensively as well. Cause I like, I do want to talk about the offense in this game because it's important because we haven't seen enough of it so far to start the year. But I will say this staying on like the Dennis Schroeder thing, his defense at the point of attack 
is just so much better than anything that we've had the last couple of years. No disrespect to Fred. But Schroeder's looking like he's a way more capable defender when the opposition wants to put the ball on the floor. You know? Like, obviously, he has a little bit more length. He's a little bit more taller. He looks a little bit more quicker. Like, Fred wasn't, like, the quickest guard. He had, like, a little twitch thing that he could make a quick move on. But, like, Schroeder is showing the type of point guard skills that you want to see from your point guard. The ability to be able to drive and kick. Touch the paint. Finish in the paint. We haven't really had a lot of that at the point guard position where the layup's just easy. It's not like an acrobatic thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's an easy finish. And he's just staying in man's pockets when, when, when the opposition wants to put the ball on the floor. The defense at the point of attack has been fire for him. Fire. And that's making all the difference now in our whole defense because, you know, people don't have to go over and help as quickly because you're not getting beat as quick. You're there. Now, you might send the help over, but you can stay with your man just a little bit longer. Stay with him a little bit longer just because, you know, your point guard's not getting beat off of the dribble. And that does a world of positive for your defense. Good stuff. Really good stuff. You know? But let's not act like the Bucs didn't come out just flat in this game also. You know what I'm saying? They're working on old theories where the earth was flat. Like, that's how they came out yesterday. Just flat. And then when they tried to get it going, it was too late. It was too late because the Raptors are dialed in. They're dialed in on defense. They're dialed in on offense. Half court, full court. Oh, well, we don't really pick up full court like that. But, yo, we're dialed in. And the offense was working yesterday. The starters were killing it. Killing it yesterday. Our start, like, I don't know what the numbers are, but I'm pretty sure our starters outscored theirs by at least 30 or 40. You know what I'm saying? We could go back and look at that, but I'm pretty sure we outscored their, their um, maybe not 40, maybe 30. We outscored them by for our starters. Fantastic stuff, man. Fantastic stuff. And I'm really liking what I'm seeing from Jakob Pertl in this game. Now, I've been saying that he's been kind of some timers. You know what I'm saying? But, like, Pertl getting into that dunker spot. And now you have guys that when they're touching the paint, they're keeping their head up. Like Pascal, Scotty, Schroeder for the dish. Now, now you have easy buckets right there for you, um, Jakob. Easy buckets. You're either getting an lay, a, a easy layup, boop, or a dunk. When you're kind of working that baseline dunker spot or, you know, if you're working in a pick and roll and you're diving to the bucket. You got to love it. Now, there's been some turnovers on those types of plays, too. But what I'm seeing tonight is that when the shooting is working, defenders can't just come and collapse like that on you. So when you go and touch the paint, defenders are less reluctant to just automatically collapse because they don't want to leave the three-point shooters for wide-open shots. And then when they do collapse, it's late. Because they didn't want to leave those shooters. 
Now, when Pirtle gets the ball underneath there and then he starts to want to do a one dribble or something, like, don't do it. Don't do it. Just go up. If you go up, it's a bucket. You put the ball on the floor, you're giving the defense an opportunity now to make a play on that dribble because, number one, you're like seven foot, so that ball's got to come up like this. And you ain't really got handles like that. You know what I'm saying? You're not a guard. You don't have guard skills. You know what I'm saying? But he can pass the ball. He's showing me some real high IQ passing the ball out of the post, out of the um, out of the uh, the 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 top of the key, the elbows. Like man, I'm liking what I saw like uh, yesterday. Beautiful stuff, man. And we finished that quarter plus sixteen for sorry for the half plus sixteen on the boards, plus sixteen. Last game we we're talking about how DeAndre Ayton just nam us up down low. Got twenty three boards. Not today. Eh? Not today. And they have a full, capable assortment of bigs. You understand? They got Brooke Lopez. They got Bobby Portis coming in off the bench. And Giannis can be considered a big as well. Man, seven foot with wingspan for days. And they weren't getting rebounds on us like that today. I think they may have only seven offensive rebounds. Now, I don't care if they came out flat, bro. At some point, they decided that they wanted to try to turn it up and they couldn't because the Raptors were staying true to their principles, playing solid defense. Loved it, man. I totally loved it. Totally loved it. All right. So, you know, we're up at the half by, I believe, 19 or 20, something like that at the half. And you really want to see how the team was going to come out in the third quarter, right? Because I mean, you know, we haven't had some great third quarters. We haven't had some great fourth quarters either. But, you know, against Philly, they took over us on us in in the third quarter. So it's important now that the Raptors continue to build good habits. Don't let the bad habits continue to be bad habits, right? And what we saw now is that guy starting to get down in the post. You know what I'm saying? We're seeing Dennis Schroeder, before we go to Dennis Schroeder, we're seeing guys starting to get down the post and do work down the post, okay? Again, some of the stuff I was talking about, Pirtle, free throw line, assessing the defense, OG, dunk on a smaller defender. Like, beautiful offense, beautiful offense. If this is the .5 offense, I'll run with that. But everything that I was seeing earlier, it seemed like pass, 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 but pass to do what? You know what I'm saying? Now it looks like we're passing with purpose, yo. Guys are moving on the um on the weak side, switching off defenders, getting a smaller defender on you down there in the post. OG, cook food, easy. You know what I'm saying? And Dennis Schroeder, again, all the stuff that I was just talking about, driving into the paint, hitting threes, hitting um mid-range jumpers off of the screen. Like, man... If we can get this type of Raptors basketball, like, I'm with it. I'm with it, bro. So, yeah, man, like, you know, Bucks got it down to somewhere within 15 in that quarter, even 13, I think. But, again, the Raptors just decided to turn up their defense and then just pull that lead back up. You know what I'm saying? They never got frazzled in this game. Never. 
Now, just one quick mention on the Bucks that I have here in my notes. Okay. Um, Bobby Portis, bro. <laughs> Yo, I like him still, eh? I like him, dog. So Dennis and Dennis and, and 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 Crowder decide that they want to get into a little jarring match, yo. And then you see my man Porter step in, just like, yo, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do, fam? Like, I love that type of energy, dog. I'm with that any day of the week. You understand? I'm with it, man. I'm with it. But yo, the Raptors, it didn't even matter, man, because you know. Again, once we start making our little runs, mostly spurred and bolstered by our defense, and when you get into that, you know, the full court where you're able to go on the break and maybe you have some numbers or maybe you just have a matchup, we're scoring buckets, yo. Pascal Siakam squeezing through the double team. Finish and one on the fast break. Like, Pascal had himself a game, man. This is, yo, this is Pascal's best game. By far, so far this season. Now, it's coming five games in. But again, even though I've been a little hard on this team, we have to understand that this is four or five games in now. Five games in. But the things that we saw tonight, like, we want to see more of that. Right? We understand as fans that we're not going to see the Raptors score 130 a night. Like, for anyone that has that expectation, just stop watching basketball because that's not happening with this team. You understand? But if our defense continues to stay solid the way that it's been staying solid and the offense shows a little bit more promise like we did tonight, like I think we can start to get around where these expectations and projections were preseason. At least for me, I don't know what everybody else's is. For me, I want to see this team battle for a playoff spot. When I say a playoff spot, I'm talking about top six. Not top eight, top six. So that way you don't got to go through no playing. Well, I think tonight was a step in the right direction. For sure. For sure. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, again, the Bucks kind of were able to get to the free throw line a lot, I thought, in this third quarter. They got into the bonus a little bit earlier. But, you know, a lot of that just from the Raptors being very aggressive on defense. And it's not so much like they were playing undisciplined. It's just that they were so dialed in. And, like, you know, sometimes it might just happen where you, you know, hit a man or wrist or whatever. Or, you know, OG's trying to stay in front of Antetokounmpo. But, yo, hold on a second. OG. <laughs> not going to forget about OG, bro. Not going to forget about OG because OG, man. So when you go against players like Giannis and Dame too, you know, when you have an all pro defender that you're able to just leave alone on an island to guard these guys, like that is such a luxury that a lot of teams don't have. You know, you might have a guy that you may label as 3 and D, but like, OG Anobi's not just a 3 and D. You know what I'm saying? Number one, he's a solid defensive player. On ball, off ball. Steals. Like, he can get active, mix it up. Like, man, 
OG Ananobi deserves a lot of credit for, you know, holding Giannis in check yesterday. And I know the man got five fouls. But, and, you know, there might have been one, one or two of them were like, ah, I don't love that foul. But, yo, when you go against Giannis, use up your fouls, eh? I don't want no easy baskets here and there. Like, I will live with Giannis going to the line. I think he went six of nine yesterday, which is not bad. You know what I'm saying? It's around 70% or so. But, like, I will live with that versus high percentage dunks from Giannis at, you know, inside the paint. OG deserves a salute, man. Fantastic effort there on the defensive end by OG. And, you know, the Raptors did a lot of things, too, to kind of get try to get the ball out of Dame's hands. You know, every now and then you throw a double. Schroeder was staying in his pocket. I don't know if it's just like, you know, Dame is getting older or anything like that. But it looked to me like Dame may have slowed down just a little bit on the offensive end. Or maybe he's just trying to feel his way through it because you're on a new team, a new system, a new everything, new teammates. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, Dame obviously is an all-pro player. Like, let's not, you know, try to – nah, let's not try to diminish what he can do and will continue to do this year. You know what I'm saying? But the Raptors made him look a little slow yesterday, in my opinion. Even when he's getting into the paint and stuff, like, it's like a – you know, he's got to work. Got to work to get a shot up. And the baskets that he did get, like, they were rattling around. There was nothing that looked easy. Nothing that looked easy. So, you know, yeah, we were up 22 at halftime. By the end of the third, we are up 16, which there was a big three by, um, by Scotty to end the quarter. And this is where, you know, we start talking about Otto Porter Jr. again, yo. Gets the offensive rebound. Keeps the possession alive. He's able to get the ball back on the elbow. Draw two defenders. A little... You know, little nice pass there to Scotty. Boom, drill a tree. Because at that point, it was 13. It's a big difference going into the fourth quarter up 16 versus 13. You know what I'm saying? It might not seem like a big difference. But, you know, when you go against a team like the Bucks, every point counts. And I know that the Bucks didn't have their best stuff yesterday. But you don't want them to turn on the fourth quarter. You know what I'm saying? I think Leo said it in the broadcast as well. Like, you know, Dame and Giannis get paid for the fourth quarter. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're those types of players. But credit the Raptors, man. We didn't let them get off. We didn't let them get off at all. At all. You know what I'm saying? Like, Malik Beasley had a pretty decent night. It looked like he was hitting everything that he was putting up from three-point range. You know, I think he ended the game with, like, 20 points or so. But, you know, you'll live with that. You'll live with that if you're the Raptors. And this is similarly, when we start talking about Philly now, you know what I'm saying? This is kind of what I was saying about last weekend, last Saturday. I'm like, what was the game plan for Tyrese Maxey and Embiid? You want to try to slow them down and live with everybody else trying to hit, trying to kill you. You know what I'm saying? But, like, you can't let the two other teams, the teams, the opposition team, their two best players just get off on you and dominate. You know, because that gives everybody else confidence, too, when your two best players are rolling. But we didn't let them do that yesterday. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, in this fourth quarter, this was the quarter where, you know, Scotty Barnes did a little bully thing on, on, on Giannis Antetokounmpo. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, you see Giannis get away with this all the time. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it might have looked like a little push-off at the end, but, yo, you're strong, bro. What are you talking about? Like, Scotty, that muscle that you put on the offseason, bro, man, that was a good decision. That was a good decision. Because, you know, you're seeing the strength, not even just on that play. You know what I'm saying? Scotty misses a shot around the bucket. He's got quick ups again to go and get the rebound and go back up strong again. How many times did we see that? Where Scotty Barnes gets his own offensive rebound or even just somebody else's offensive rebound and finishes around the bucket. Like, Scotty Barnes has taken his game to another level, man. Another level. It looked like he might even be a walking double-double on certain nights. And it may not be rebounds every night. It may be assists another night because, you know, there was also a sequence, I believe it was in the third quarter, where Scotty set up Grady, Grady Dick twice for open threes. And one of them was off of an offensive rebound, by the way, which I believe it was Scotty that got the offensive rebound. So more dominance by Scotty in the offensive rebounding category. But the assists, he still ended up putting up some assists in this game. But, you know, that sequence stuck out to me because I'm like, wow, this guy, and even in like the fourth quarter, this guy is getting off for himself. You know what I'm saying? Scoring buckets, being active around the bucket, being active on defense. I think he had like another three blocks or something in this game. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, setting up Grady in the corner, try to get off one of your shooters. I thought that was dope. But um, nevertheless, like, Scotty is, like, playing at the top of his game right now. I've never seen Scotty play this well, ever, ever. You know what I mean? But, um, you know... The fourth quarter, the Raptors are not letting the Bucks get back into the game now. Pascal hit a couple big threes in the fourth quarter, you know, when the Bucks felt like, let's just have one more little last run, you know, but that wasn't going to happen because even Malachi Flynn playing defense, you know, stripping, stripping. I think it was Dame he stripped, yo. And then he got out on the fast break for Gary Trent Jr. for a layup. Like, I'm telling you, man, like, this is, um, this is just... It was really just a welcoming sight, a welcoming feeling to finally get back in the W category. And, you know, against a really good team like the Bucs, I know it's early in the season. And they're trying to figure things out. But this game, to me, is more about the Raptors than it was the Bucs. Because, again, you did not want to start off this season 1-4, 1-5, losing to Portland at home. When they just got off the um when they just got off their back to back. Losing to the Bulls on the road while you have a 13 point lead in late in the fourth quarter. You know what I'm saying? But everything's gonna happen the way that it's supposed to happen. Maybe we don't get this type of this type of performance tonight if the Raptors come into this game three and one. And I think that this is like a lot more encouraging to see this type of performance because it was a dominating performance. The Bucs never let in this game. The Raptors were up 27 multiple times in this game you know what i'm saying and you know the bucks ended up pulling their starters out of the game in the fourth quarter with about five and a half minutes left when they were down 25. so you know this was just a dominating performance by the raptors man and i loved the opportunity that you know we took our stars out of the game at around four minutes and i believe 12 seconds or so and given the opportunity for the bench unit, the second unit, to get some run together in a situation where, you know, the game's not just on the line. You know what I'm saying? The game's not just on the line. 
Cause that like that type of run, that type of burn, trying to build that chemistry together in a real NBA game, like that's gonna provide some value at some point. You know what I mean? And not to mention, again, we're on the back to back, so the starters got to sit out like the last four minutes of the fourth quarter. And let's just take a quick look here at minutes. Pascal still played 33. OG Anobi only played 25. Now, man, he was in foul trouble for a little bit. Um, Scotty Barnes played 29. Pirtle played 29. Schroeder played 29. So your whole starting lineup under 30 minutes, except for Pascal that played 33. Like, I'll take that any day of the week. And you still win by 19 points. I'll take that any day of the week. Great stuff, man. Great stuff. So, yeah, Raptors are now two and three. And, you know, we are getting on the plane now to head down to Philadelphia to go back up against the Sixers that we lost to last Saturday in Toronto. They've recently made some trades, got rid of James Harden, which I said after that game against the Raptors, I was like, yo, Tyrese Maxey is making it easy for the Sixers to come off of James Harden. And then he was traded like the next day after I did that video. So um, this team may look a little bit different. I'm not really sure who's playing for them, but we saw them once. Okay. We saw what we can do to Dame. Now, you know, Tyrese Maxey and Dame are two different players at this point in their career. But the point is I'm trying to make is that you need to have a, a better game plan than you had in the first game last Saturday against Tyrese Maxey, right? Like, Embiid's so much bigger than everybody, on our squad at least, that, you know, it, it'll be difficult to, like, keep him off of the boards. It'll be difficult to keep him from scoring. But if you're able to scheme something around keeping pushing Embiid out on the perimeter and getting the, the ball out of the hands of Tyrese Maxey, like, those are some of the things that I would like to see going against this game, going to, to Philly for this game. You know what I mean? Let's get back to 500, bro. Let's get back to 500. And then, you know, we take our chances on Sunday against Victor Wembenyama in San Antonio, which San Antonio just came off of a big win the other night, too. I forget who they beat, but they got, yo, they got somebody. They got somebody. Um, But, yeah, man. Uh, that was just, um, you know, a really refreshing game for us to have. So if you made it to the end of this video, thank you, my brothers and sisters. Appreciate you like to the maximum. Um, you know, please share this podcast with any of your friends, families, you know, coworkers, you know, kids i don't know anybody yo that just want to listen to some ball talk pause but you know i'm gonna just be as real as i can over here talk about the raptors when you know things aren't going well well talk about the raptors when things are going well i was getting a little bit tired of you know just kind of just feeling like i'm just dogging on them but yo I feel like that's part of my responsibility for having this YouTube channel that's dedicated towards the Raptors and, and other NBA topics, but primarily towards the Raptors. Like, let's talk about the game. You know what I'm saying? Let's talk about it for real. And, you know, if there's anything, again, where you feel like, yo, I don't agree with that take, leave a comment. Leave a comment and, you know, let's talk about it. 
Or if there's something where you're like, yeah, man, keep doing your thing. You're killing it. Let me know too, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get my views up. But anyways, nevertheless, I appreciate you. You know the flex already. Raptors 2 and 3. Going to be 3 and 3 after tonight. Let's go, man. You know the flex. It's your boy. I'm out.